Welcome to another episode of the Got To Be Real podcast, a show that informs and explores the people and places that make Chicago great. Good afternoon. I'm Jesse Trevino, and I'm here with my dear friend, Steve Abrams. Hello. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? We are short one person today. We are short one person today. We are short our beloved third co-host, Nathan Cowan, who is out selling houses and making deals and... Getting business. He's, and he's actually being productive in his career as opposed to us sitting in the studio right now. <laughs> talking to each other, which, exactly. is, which is very enjoyable. Right. We need but, to make time for this. Right. right, exactly, exactly. So with that, what we thought we would do today would be, today is going to be the first of what we are affectionately calling, not originally, I might add, mm-hmm. uh, fireside chats or just get to know uh, each other. And so... With that, today is going to be Get to Know Jesse Trevino. All right. Right? I'm excited about that. I know Jesse Trevino. Get to know myself. But I don't think (laughs) any of you do quite that well. So we thought we would uh, just devote some time to talking. And uh, Jesse, tell tell everybody where you're from and give us a little little background on your bio. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys have been following along with the Got to Be Real podcast, uh, the first episode, we sort of gave a quick bio on ourselves. But... Uh, again, I'm from uh, born and raised in Chicago, near West Side. Uh, I grew up right on Taylor and Western Avenue. Wow. Uh, Campbell Street, actually, eight two five South Campbell. In case wow. you're uh, looking uh, to join the FBI, right? Do you ever go there? Do you ever go by and see your old place? Well, yeah, when I'm in the neighborhood, I'll drive by, and it's it's crazy. You know, I you know I'm in my 40s, and like seeing that neighborhood or or any neighborhood for that matter, but this one in particular on the near West Side has transformed quite a bit over the, the last two, three decades. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I grew up there. I went to uh, high school on Southside, St. Rita High School. And, um, you know, I'm a local boy. I went to DePaul University down in, uh, in the Loop and at the Lincoln Park mm-hmm. campus. And my whole professional career and life has just remained probably within the, you know, the same six uh, square miles wow. that I grew up in. Yeah, it's a little, when I say it out loud like that, it makes me think about, you know, moving to another city. But right. But we are in one of the best cities in the world. There's guys. no reason to move. You know, and that's what traveling vacation is for. I'll go out and I experience that and I come home and I'm like, I love it here. I'm staying here. I'm, I'm an outdoor water guy. And right. we've got one of the best you know, bodies of lakes in, in the world here. So uh, yeah, I spent some time uh, in prior careers uh, as a fundraiser working nonprofit at the University of Chicago, as well as uh, 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 about four or five years at WBEZ, the public radio station here, right. the NPR affiliate. And before then, uh, I used to do corporate sports marketing for the Quaker Oats company, specifically Gatorade Sports Marketing. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. Yeah, tons of fun. You know, that was a fun job. I, that was in my 20s. And yeah. so I spent about a decade there working on the number one sports drink in, in the world, yeah, in sure. fact. And so going to games and meeting with athletes. And it, it was a lot of, it was one of those uh, uh, jobs where you worked hard and you played hard. Yeah. Uh, I don't right. know if I had the, if I have the energy now to, to, to sustain that type of stamina. Right. But it was a great job and great careers. And yeah, I'm a lifelong Chicagoan. And how long were you at uh, public radio? Let's see. I want to say 
four years. I think I was starting my fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, the NPR affiliate, WBEZ. In fact, you, you and I sort of have a common interest there because right. the radio station right. is located on Navy Pier. That's right. That's and I think right. you have some ties there as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I spent some time as the resident artistic director at Navy Pier, but also am a non-for-profit you know, product uh, for many years. But so I know... I know what that's like. Yeah, you and I hit it off pretty quickly when we yeah. first met on, on the real estate side of, of, of our careers because right. it is a special breed uh, of people, I want to say, that work nonprofit and specifically in fundraising um, because there is a lot of you know nuances with relationship building and what does it take to prepare to ask somebody to sponsor or donate a large sum of money to a program. That's right. So, uh, yeah, you and, I have, you, yeah. you and I have a lot in common. We have a lot of, yes, of similar. <laughs> backgrounds. Yes, sir. And so so you so you left public radio to bring us together. I mean, it, that's why you came into real estate was to meet me. Exactly. We were drawn it was destiny. It was destiny. We were drawn together. I've been thinking about real estate for probably the better part of 10 years. So when I was still working at the University of Chicago as a fundraiser, I was already thinking about taking my classes, my certification, because I've always been fascinated with like how neighborhoods, infrastructure evolve, why they evolve. And then, you know, real, you know, buildings and, and mm-hmm. physical places sort of become part of that. And so from an architectural standpoint, it's super fun to go into different types of buildings, especially in Chicago, when you walk into stuff that was built in the you know late 1800s or early 1900s. And you're like, wow, I, you know, I can't believe how people used to yeah. live or, or how that has evolved. So yeah. I've been thinking about it for a long time. And, and then I finally took the leap of faith, came over to this side of uh, on, the, on the real estate you right. know, industry uh, after uh, my stint at the, at the radio station. That is, you, you, you hit on something that is one of my favorite parts of, of being a real, realtor and, and in real estate is getting to be sort of, you know, for moments, you know, view into other people's homes and and especially when you go up into addicts that have old things. I mean, I've seen old political posters yeah. and and antiques and things the way people used to Bumper live. Stickers for like you know Nixon for president kind of stuff. Right, right. Yeah, addicts and basements in particular. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, and outdoor sheds out in the suburbs. We don't really have sheds here in, yeah. in the inner city with the condos. And, but. and you know, it's it's historical in that you see the way construction was done, while the way electrics were were first done in in some older buildings, mm-hmm. a lot of asbestos issues <laughs> right, right, right. at times and. Uh, Laundry shoots and all sorts right, of weird right, things. Right. It's kind of cool for that. It, it, it's super cool. Uh, I'm a big fan. I grew up a big fan of like uh, Victorian style homes with big porches. So in particular, I love going out to like the Morton Groves, the Oak Parks, the yeah. Berwins. You know, they just have these beautiful homes out there yeah. with big wrap, wrap around porches that, you know, be, people don't build homes like that anymore. That's right. Uh, or you will, but it'll be five, ten million dollars depending on the neighborhood. Yeah, I can remember doing a showing at a property. It was an it was an estate sale, and uh, in the clo- in one of the bedroom closets, like sort of around the corner, you really had to look for it. Was a two by four was part of a structural uh, element of the house that had a two by four that had lines of when you measure children's oh, growth. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, like Johnny on January 10th, 1947 was this high. And I mean, it just, right. the history, you know, you just see these slivers of people's lives. Absolutely. And it's really I mean, fascinating. It, stories really are, is what like kind of bonds people together, I think. And when we walk into, you know, I was just in a home out in the suburbs that, you know, 
uh, we're getting ready to put on the market. And, you know, there's one dinner chair at a dinner table. And you just, it makes you think about like, wow, yeah. was it one person by themselves and no one ever came over because it wasn't a second chair? You, you, you get a really deep emotional connection yeah. to, to the people that even if they don't own a home anymore, there was definitely a story there to be, to be shared. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, similarly with our not-for-profit and uh, varied backgrounds, there are, we've, we're used to working in a multitude of environments and with personalities how has that really set you up for skills that are necessary to be successful in yeah real absolutely so you know when i think about my work in sports marketing marketing in general and then you mix that in with the relationship building the um you know the, the amount of research that's poured into fundraising yeah doing homework on pretty much getting to know people. You got you to gotta figure out what, what common values you have between a mission or a nonprofit and a particular person that's interested in donating. You, you, you marry those up because you want them to be, you want it to be a successful relationship between the institution and the person. Mm-hmm. And real estate is a lot like that. Like it's very people driven. It's, you know, very few times where you, it's only bricks and mortars that you're selling. Right. You're, you're dealing with people. Right. And at the end of the day, they, they want you to know that you care. They want to know that you have their same vision uh, in terms of values. Yeah, uh, There needs to be some sort of commonality there. Mm-hmm. And for me, being, you know, born and raised in the inner city of Chicago, I mean, I've I, a lot of that sort of translates well into my past fundraising experiences and successes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the marketing. And all that sort of culminated right into the perfect career for me, which, you know, in hindsight, it's 2020, right? But I, I wish I would have started real estate earlier because I still get that same reward mm-hmm. from this career that I used to get in fundraising, like yeah. really marrying all that together. And, you know, it, it's fun. You know, we spend, we, we spend a lot of time in our cars. Uh, traffic could be a pain, but you get to go meet some really fascinating people throughout the entire Chicagoland area. Yeah. And for me, that, that's that's a win every day. What do you think, uh, you know, it can be challenging. It can be, I mean, there are definitely fun elements to it and it's exciting mm-hmm. and right. um, there's a lot, it's fast moving. What, what are what are some of the challenging elements and how do you how do you deal with that with your background set? How's your background sort of set you up for that? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, if I would have started this career at real estate in my 20s, I probably would have not been successful. Mm. Uh, it does take a little bit of wisdom and just polish that you just don't get straight out of college or in your early 20s. You have to put your time in. At least this is from, from my particular story. Mm-hmm. Like for me, coming out of uh, uh, Gatorade and working for Quaker Oats and then the two careers at the at University of Chicago and BEZ, all of that, I've taken all of those similar skill sets and, and really has set myself up to really run my own business. And right. really as an agent, you you know, we, we work for a brokerage, Century right. 21 SGR, of course. Every agent does hang their license in a bricks and mortars brokerage. But at the end of the day, you're, you know, it's you. It's you're, your own you're, business. You're, you're building your own business. You're running your own accounting, your marketing program, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're doing everything until you begin to hire people to do that for you. But at the end of the day, you are the CEO of your, your brand and your company. Right. And so not having those prior careers and skill sets sort of preparing me for those challenges, which is which is tough because you kind of work on your business and you work in your business mm-hmm. and there's two different things. And so we're so busy trying to, you know, sell properties and meet new people to to get them to buy or sell with us, of course. But at the same time, the, the, the admin, the business side is, is really what 
is challenging you mm-hmm. know, in, in my in, you know on my end. So let's say the hypothetical situation: you have a you have you get a cold call. You someone calls you and knows you, or they've heard this podcast and they call. They reach out to you and they they want to work with you, and they've they've never they they know nothing about real estate. What? How do you take them through what your process is? And in other words, how do you differ from other? Real estate professionals. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know it's a big draw for everybody that I meet that ends up being a client of mine, whether they're a buyer or a seller or even a renter. That I am born and raised in, in the city of Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been here forty six, you know, going on forty six years, and 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 between that and the. The, the the careers I've had with like really specific Chicago based companies like like the radio station is very Chicago University of Chicago the campus is is, is branded Chicago and so I, I have all of those walks of life sort of rolled into one little Mexican kid from the near west side and so when people hear that I think they they feel the authenticity they know I'm not in it for the money because I've never been money hungry right this is a an industry that is very you know, there's a lot of egos, and you do make a you, you can make a you can make a good, very healthy living doing this. But that's not what I'm doing it. I right. do it because I love helping people, and when I meet with folks, they get that. And at the end of the day, they they understand. Hey, part of the part of part of this does include commission. Yeah, and we have an honest conversation about what that looks like. And at the end of the day, they're they're on board. Yeah, and so when we talk about a real estate, or if no one doesn't know the city as much, I, I, I sort of start there. Like we're you know, do you have a neighborhood in mind? And, you know, where do you work? And so we, we, we you know, we've got a little, a short checklist mm-hmm. to figure out what neighborhood sort of might work for this person. Yeah. And then, you know, we go through the motions. Yeah, I think that, I think there's a lot of similarity, obviously, between the two of us in our style of dealing with clients and of actually approaching complicated situations. Um, what are some uh, mistakes that you've seen other realtors make or what are what are things that kind of get under your skin that you're like oh yeah so that that's actually makes us look better on our side right right right. part of the experience that i bring is preparation right doing doing your homework figuring out what that family needs like listening like more so than than talking let them tell you what they need and and every sentence and every word that they give you they're gonna draw the picture of the neighborhood the school districts uh, you know, commuting, they're going to tell you right. everything. And then already know, like anticipate before you meet with them, maybe the South Loop is perfect for them, or maybe the West Loop. Already have a couple of listings in your head, know those properties, know those buildings where they're located, maybe have a ballpark dollar amount already established and say, oh, you know what? You guys might be perfect for the West Loop or West Town or right. Ukrainian Village. And so preparation is really where I think a lot of, especially younger agents, don't put that work in. Mm-hmm. Again, it is a stressful job. And so you're moving from door to door and you're meeting people. And so making the time to to prioritize that homework, that preparation is a game changer. Totally. Great. What is something that we don't know about you? Tell us Tell us a secret. <sighs> tell us something that you've never told anyone. Oh, my God. That's uh, a... <laughs> uh, I love musicals. I don't know if that's a secret. I'm a big musical guy. One of my first I jobs. That, I knew that. Yeah, but yeah. anyway. Uh, one of my first jobs back in high school at St. Rita. This was a funny story. I got in trouble for like showing up late to school. It was an all boys school, uh-huh. high discipline. Right. And so I needed to go to detention at like 3.30 in room 201. 
Well, anyways, in room 203 was a, a career a recruitment company. It was an ushering company called Andy Frame Services. Sure. You might remember them. Sure. So they, they had and maybe still do have a lot of the contracts for all the big like concert and, and sporting venues. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in the, you know, room 203, 203, and the guy was like, hey, are you here for the job? I'm like, uh, yeah, fine. So I, I went in there, I filled out an application. My principal or, you know, the teacher saw that I did that, and he was like, all right, you don't have to sit at attention. You're doing something productive. You know, good job, Trevino. Right, right. right. So anyways, uh, I remember seeing uh, a, a production in the late 80s of Phantom of the Opera. They came mm-hmm. to the Auditor- Auditorium Theater. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. And I ended up seeing... 300 or 400 episodes, you know, shows of that because yeah. I was here for quite a long right. time. And for me, that was my pickup line in high school for to get dates. I'm like, hey, I can get you in to go see Fallon by the Opera. And half the girls didn't know what that was. The other half that did, I mean, it was it was perfect because, you know, my kid, you know, from the inner city. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really a thing that I did. I mean, I grew up in like the Michael Jordan sports era. So all of my buddies listened, you know, the hip hop, played basketball. And so for me, musicals have been there since like probably age fifteen. Yeah. So I mean, if that's something, that's, that's probably it's not a it's not a secret because once you get to know me and I have a couple of drinks, we'll probably start humming along in the car. Right. right. But at the end of the day, it is something that I, I thoroughly enjoy. And the last one uh, that the musical that I saw was thanks to you. You got me some pretty good tickets or access mm-hmm. to go see Hamilton, which yeah. is probably top two of all time. It's kind of transformative, isn't it? Absolutely. Changing. I can't wait to go again. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen. Um, how do people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook at Jesse B. Trevino. The middle initial B, that's probably the secret I should say. It's my mom's maiden name. Mm. Very common for like, you know, Hispanic mm-hmm. families. Mm-hmm. It's a French name and it's Beirut. It's spelled B-E-R-R-O-U-T. Beirut. Wow. Yeah. So it's Jesse Beirut Trevino. Okay, that's that was the answer to my question. Is that, is that what, what you wanted to hear? Wanted, I didn't know that about you. So my Facebook page is Jesse B. Trevino. Um, and my, you know, my phone number is 312-576-4696. Feel free to call and text. Email. Anytime. What's Email you? is jessetrevino72. That was a fine year mm-hmm. in wine uh, at gmail.com. Great. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you next time. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. And again, you can find all of us, my co-hosts, Nathan Cowan, Jesse Trevino, and me, Steve Abrams through our Got To Be Real Facebook page. And Got To Be Real is recorded live at Mystery Street Recording Company in the heart of Lakeview of Chicago and is your best guide and conversation starter for all things Chicago with a little real estate thrown in. Got To Be Real is produced by its hosts, us, Nathan Cowan, Jesse Gervinho, and Steve Abrams. And we are all licensed realtors at Century 21 SGR in Chicago's West Loop. We can be reached at Got To Be Real podcast on Facebook. Please send us your suggestions, comments, questions, and ideas for upcoming topics for shows. And let us know if you'd like to be featured on an episode as well. Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. And again, thanks for listening. And of course, if you are looking to buy or sell some property, be sure to contact us at Got To Be Real podcast on Facebook. <laughs>